Shalom and welcome back to a new week with Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read you the entire Bible following the Torah portions together with portions from the rest of Scripture daily as well. My name is Harriet and I will be your reader today, this Sunday the 26th of March or the 4th of Nisan on the Hebrew calendar. This week we have a new parasha or a portion from the Torah and it's called Tzav and it means command. And the scripture reading will be Leviticus or Vayikha chapter 6 verse 8 through verse 18. If you have a Bible that follows the Hebrew verse counting, it will be verse 1 through verse 11. Now before we start reading our scriptures, let's bless the Lord and thank Him for giving us His Word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to His people Israel and to all peoples through his son, Yeshua, the Mashiach, our master. Then the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Command Aharon and his sons, saying, This is the Torah of the burnt offering. The burnt offering shall be on the hearth of the altar all night until the morning, and the fire of the altar shall be kept burning on it. The Kohen shall put on his linen garment, and he shall put on his linen trousers upon his body, and he shall remove the ashes from where the fire has consumed the burnt offering on the altar, and he shall put them beside the altar. He shall take off his garments and put on other garments and carry the ashes outside the camp to a clean place. The fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it, it shall not go out, and the Kohen shall burn wood on it every morning. He shall lay the burnt offering in order upon it, and shall burn on it the fat of the peace offerings. Fire shall be kept burning on the altar continually, it shall not go out. This is the Torah of the grain offerings. The sons of Aaron shall offer it before the Lord, before the altar. He shall take from there his handful of the fine flour of the grain offering and of its oil and all the frankincense which is on the grain offering and shall burn it on the altar for a pleasant aroma as its memorial portion to the Lord. That which is left of it, Aaron and his sons shall eat. It shall be eaten as matzah in a holy place. They shall eat in the court of the tent of meeting. It shall not be baked with chametz. I have given it as their portion on my offerings made by fire. It is most holy, as are the sin offering and the trespass offering. Every male among the children of Aaron shall eat of it as their portion forever throughout your generations from the offerings of the Lord made by fire. Whoever touches them shall be holy. That was Leviticus 
6, 8 through 18. Now our portion from the prophets, and we are reading from the prophet Isaiah or Yeshayahu, and today we will read chapter 28. Woe to the crown of pride of the drunkards of Ephraim, and to the fading flower of his glorious beauty, which is on the head of the fertile valley of those who are overcome with wine. Behold, the Lord has one who is mighty and strong, like a storm of hail, a destroying storm, and like a storm of mighty waters overflowing. He will cast them down to the earth with his hand. The crown of pride of the drunkards of Ephraim will be trodden underfoot. The fading flower of his glorious beauty, which is on the head of the fertile valley, shall be like the first ripe fig before the summer, which someone picks and eats as soon as he sees it. In that day, the Lord Svaot will become a crown of glory and a diadem of beauty to the residue of his people and a spirit of justice to him who sits in judgment, and strength to those who turn back the battle at the gate. They also reel with wine and stagger with strong drink. The Kohen and the prophet reel with strong drink. They are swallowed up by wine. They stagger with strong drink. They err in vision. They stumble in judgment. For all tables are completely full of filthy vomit, and no place is clean. Whom will he teach knowledge, and to whom will he explain the message? Those who are weaned from the milk, and drawn from the breasts? For it is precept upon precept, precept on precept, line on line, line on line, here a little, there a little. But he will speak to this nation with stammering lips and another tongue, to whom he said, This is the resting place, give rest to the weary. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. Therefore the word of the Lord will be to them, precept on precept, precept on precept, line on line, line on line, here a little, there a little, that they may go, Fall backward, be broken, be snared, and be taken. Therefore hear the word of the Lord, you scoffers, that rule this people in Jerusalem. Because you have said, we have made a covenant with death, and we are in agreement with Sheol. When the overflowing scourge passes through, it will not come to us. For we have made lies our refuge, and we have hidden ourselves under falsehood. Therefore the Lord, the Lord says, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone of a sure foundation. He who believes will not be in haste. I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plumb line. The hail will sweep away the refuge of lies and the waters will overflow the hiding place. Your covenant with death shall be annulled, and your agreement with Sheol shall not stand when the overflowing scourge passes through. Then you will trample down by it. 
As often as it passes through, it will seize you. For morning by morning it will pass through, by day and by night, and it will be nothing but terror to understand the message. For the bed is too short to stretch out on, and the blankets is too narrow to wrap oneself in. For the Lord will rise up, as on Mount Perasim, he will be angry as in the valley of Givon, that he may do his work, his unusual work, and bring to pass his act, his extraordinary act. Now therefore, do not be scoffers, lest your bonds be made strong, for I have heard a decree of destruction from the Lord Elohei Tzvaot on the whole earth. Give ear and hear my voice, listen and hear my speech. Does he who plows to sow plow continually? Does he keep turning the soil and breaking the clods? When he has leveled its surface, does he not plant the dill and scatter the cumin seed and put in the wheat in rows, the barley in the appointed place and the spelt in its place? For his God instructs him in right judgment and teaches him. For the dill are not threshed with a sharp instrument, neither is a cartwheel turned over the cumin. But the dill is beaten out with a stick and the cumin with a rod. Bread flour must be ground, so he will not always be threshing it. Although he drives the wheel of his threshing cart over it, his horses do not grind it. This also comes out from the Lord Svaot, who is wonderful in counsel and excellent in wisdom. That was Isaiah or Yeshayahu chapter 28. Now we have arrived at our portion from the writings and we will read chapter 20 in Proverbs or Mishlei in Hebrew. Wine is a mocker, strong drink a brawler. Whoever is led astray by them is not wise. The terror of a king is like the roaring of a lion. He who provokes him to anger forfeits his own life. It is an honor for a man to cease from strife, but every fool will be quarreling. The sluggard will not plow by reason of the winter. Therefore he shall beg in harvest and have nothing. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Many men claim to be men of unfailing love, but who can find a faithful man? A righteous man walks in integrity. Blessed are his children after him. A king who sits on the throne of judgment scatters away all evil with his eyes. Who can say, I have made my heart pure, I am clean and without sin? Different weights and different measures, both of them alike, are an abomination to the Lord. Even a child makes himself known by his doings, whether his work is pure and whether it is right. 
the hearing ear and the seeing eye. The Lord has made both of them. Do not love sleep, lest you come to poverty. Open your eyes and you shall be satisfied with bread. Bad, bad, says the buyer, but after he is on his way, then he boasts. There is gold and abundance of rubies, but the lips of knowledge are a rare jewel. Take the garment of one who puts up surety for a stranger, and hold him in pledge for a wayward woman. Fraudulent food is sweet to a man, but afterwards his mouth is filled with gravel. Plans are established by advice, by wise guidance you wage war. He who goes about as a talebearer reveals secrets. Therefore do not associate with one who opens his lips. Whoever curses his father or his mother, his lamp shall be put out in blackness of darkness. An inheritance quickly gained at the beginning will not be blessed in the end. Do not say, I will repay evil. Wait for the Lord and he will save you. The Lord detests different weights and dishonest scales are not pleasing. A man's steps are from the Lord. How then can man understand his way? It is a snare to a man to make a rash dedication, then later to consider his vows. A wise king winnows out the wicked and drives the threshing wheel over them. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all his innermost parts. Love and faithfulness keep the king safe. His throne is sustained by love. The glory of young men is their strength, and the splendor of old men is their gray hair. Wounding blows cleanse away evil, and beatings purge the innermost parts. That was Proverbs chapter 20. And now our final portion of scripture for today from the Apostolic Writings. And we will read Acts chapter 19. And it came about while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper country, came to Ephesus and found certain disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Ruach HaKodesh when you believed? They said to him, No, we have not even heard that there is a Ruach HaKodesh. And he said to them, Into what then were you immersed? So they said, Into Yohanan's immersion. But Paul said, Yohanan indeed immersed with the immersion of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe in the one who would come after him, that is, in Yeshua. When they heard this, they were immersed in the name of the Lord Yeshua. When Paul had laid his hands on them, the Ruach HaKodesh came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about twelve men in all. And he entered into the synagogue and spoke boldly for a period of three months, reasoning and persuading about the things concerning the kingdom of God. But when some were hardened and disobedient, speaking evil of the way before the multitude, he departed from them 
and separated the disciples, reasoning daily in the school of Tyrannus. And this continued for two years, so that all who lived in Asia heard the word of the Lord Yeshua, both Jews and Greeks. And God worked special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were carried away from his body to the sick, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out. But some of the itinerant Jews, exorcists, took on themselves to invoke over those who had the evil spirits the name of the Lord Yeshua, saying, We adjure you by Yeshua whom Paul preaches. Now there were seven sons of one Skeva, a Jewish chief Kohen, who did this. But the evil spirit answered and said, Yeshua I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. This became known to all, both Jews and Greeks, who lived at Ephesus. Fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Yeshua was magnified. Many also of those who had believed came, confessing and declaring their deeds. And many of those who practiced magical arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. They counted their price and found it to be 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord was growing and becoming mighty. Now after these things had ended, Paul determined in the Ruach, when he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia, to go to Jerusalem, saying, After I have been there, I must also see Rome. Having sent into Macedonia two of those who served him, Timothy and Erastus, he himself stayed in Asia for a while. And about that time there arose no small disturbance concerning the way. For a certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought no little business to the craftsmen, whom he gathered together with the workmen of like occupation, and said, Sirs, you know that by this business we have our wealth, and you see and hear that not at Ephesus alone, but almost throughout all Asia, this Paul has persuaded and turned away many people, saying that there are no gods that are made with hands. And not only is there danger that this our trade come into disrepute, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be counted as nothing, and her majesty destroyed whom all Asia and the world worships. Now when they heard this, they were filled with anger and cried out, saying, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! And the whole city was filled with confusion, and they rushed with one accord into the theater, having seized Gaius and Aristarchus, men of Macedonia, Paul's companions in travel. Now when Paul wanted to enter in to the people, the disciples did not allow him. And also certain of the Asiarchs, being his friends, sent to him and begged him not to venture into the theater. 
Some therefore cried one thing and some another, for the assembly was in confusion, and most of them did not know why they had come together. And they brought Alexander out of the multitude, the Jews putting him forward. And Alexander beckoned with his hand and would have made a defense to the people. But when they perceived that he was a Jew, all with one voice for a time of about two hours cried out, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. And when the town clerk had quieted the multitude, he said, You men of Ephesus, what man is there who does not know that the city of the Ephesians is temple keeper of the great goddess Artemis and of the image which fell down from Zeus? Seeing then that these things cannot be denied, you ought to be quiet and do nothing rash. For you have brought these men here, who are neither robbers of temples nor blasphemers of your goddess. Therefore, if Demetrius and his fellow craftsmen have a matter against anyone, the courts are open, and there are proconsuls. Let them press charges against one another. But if you seek anything about other matters, it will be settled in the regular assembly. For indeed, we are in danger of being accused concerning today's riot, there being no cause. Concerning it, we would not be able to give an account of this commotion. And when he had said these things, he dismissed the assembly. That was Acts chapter 19. And if you are reading through the apostolic writings, Twice this year, you would also read Revelation chapter 13, chapter 13 today. This has been Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I wish you a blessed day, a blessed new week with the Lord. Shavuot Tov and Shalom from Israel. Until next time.